Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Hey, hi, and away we go with hour number two of uh, Gwen and Chris. 3.01 is the time here in San Diego. Tony Gwynn Jr. is in uh, Chi-Town, that toddling town, Chicago, Illinois. That uh, what the town? The toddling town. The toddling town. Yeah, that's the uh, old song. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. I believe it's a Tony Bennett. Okay. All right, that's not fair to criticize me with my own yelling. (laughs) When you put it that way. I'm going to need you to find that before the end of the segment. Chicago, Chicago. Tony Bennett. Oh, oh, you actually want me to find the song. Yeah, find it, and then we can play it as we go out or something. Compare it it to what I just did. That won't work Then maybe you could, yeah. You You don't see me performing with Lady Gaga. So I, I think there's a reason Didn't, why. Didn't uh, Tony, Tony Bennett recently pass away? He did. He did. Yeah, no. unfortunately. After unfortunate. an unbelievable career. Uh, Gwen and Chris here with you until about 4.30 this afternoon. Then we'll turn it over to Thursday Night Football. Of course, many of you, like me, will not be able to watch the game because you can't figure out how to work the uh, work the Amazon Prime I'm app. not allowing you to get away with this anymore. Because you were yeah. in Europe watching stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. I was pretty good in Europe, but now that I'm back home, I can't figure out how to work anymore. <laughs> he's, not, he's no longer desperate now. Yeah, so. I was desperate then. <laughs> I'm not as desperate now. But, he's like uh, walking up to random people on the street. <laughs> Can you help me? I was, uh, I was really good in Europe watching football games. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's not that I can't watch it. It's that I don't want to. I don't want to watch it with uh, with all the commercials and all the you know lallygagging that goes on during a football game. Have the I like Dolphins to be played able to Thursday DVR night game it. yet? Dolphins don't play Thursday night until. As a matter of fact, they may not even have a Thursday night game this year. Did they have one last year on Prime? They did. They okay. have to have a Thursday night game. Did you watch it? Uh, not live. I watched it. Here's what I do. Oh, when it came on the NFL Network. Yes, I watched right. it on the NFL Network. The NFL That's Network. crazy. The NFL Network will carry tonight's game at 9 or 9.30. I'm not sure exactly what time it is on the NFL Network. So you can set your DVR to tape that. But I warn you, if that is the strategy you want to take, that you need to start your recording about 10 or 15 minutes late. Yeah, because if you come on right at nine o'clock with you know the NFL Network, you may catch the very tail end of their recap show, 
which will give you the score before you yeah. watch the game. That is just so much work. <laughs> but it's <laughs> you know just what? watching it on Prime Video. <laughs> but it, it, to me, it's not less work than st- sitting there for three hours and having to watch it. I on Prime so Video. he wants no commercials. That's I know, but I, I, I like the commercials because I can get up for a second. Uh, by yeah, the way, he's he's late watching though. He's not watching like in the afternoons. Like he's probably watching. Late, I assume. Yeah, yeah like I watch, I'll watch nine, tonight 10, around p.m. 9, 10, or 11 o'clock. Yeah, sure. So you don't got time to be, you know, getting up and doing this. You just kind of. But, and when you it. watch on the DVR, you can get up whenever you want. That's also true. So that that, that doesn't uh, negate true, that opportunity. But I, I, I just, you know, I know that, I know, I know, I know, I know that eventually the NFL and probably baseball and everybody else will follow suit. You know that everything's going to be streamed in the next seven, eight, ten years. I'm just trying to hold off and hope that I can still watch my games on my DVR. Uh, the Dolphins actually play on a Friday, November 24th, yes, so the day right, after Thanksgiving the, against the Jets on that's what uh, they Amazon. Have what is that? That's not going to be on Prime, is it? It is. Yeah, 12 that's p.m. the Prime game. Yes, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. is what it says. On oh, my it's phone. after Christmas. It's after Christmas. It's after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. So it'll be an afternoon game. Ooh, so we 12 p.m. All right, 12 after p.m. After Thanksgiving, so we get football Thursday, Friday, Friday, and Sunday. And Sunday. I don't know when they switch over to Saturday. Saturday. I don't think they do it just yet. not quite yet. No, uh, it's later. You know what I love watching on Prime though when they're showing the game, the next gen stat version of Prime. It's the same broadcast, but you have all those different like miles per hour. You have routes on the field. You see the routes on the field as they're running along. It follows them, and it's oh, pretty. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool because you could see like how far away a cornerback is from someone, and then it gives you like uh, you, you know once they finish a play, it gives you some stats on that. So check that one out, Chris. Go go check out next next gen stats on Prime. Won't do it. Will not do it. <laughs> Sounds much too. Knew that was the answer. Much too newfangled. Much too newfangled for me. This hour of uh, Gwen and Chris, by the way, brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Tony, do you know what that is? A conversation set. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's what I said yesterday. Scraby <laughs> offered an answer. Scraby? Uh, of course. He's got an answer. Let's he see. said it's a piece of furniture that you sit and have a conversation on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm that type was his in. explanation for that one. <laughs> I'm going to type That's in conversation hilarious. set, but I'm thinking it's just two regular chairs that like you can face towards each face other. Face towards each so other. So it's like uh, what a psychiatrist would have in their office. Kind uh-huh. of. Um, Either way, Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit Ashley.com. Set. Here's yeah. a conversation set. It's actually just like an outdoor patio set. All right. Why with, don't they call it an go- outdoor patio set then? <laughs> because they want to call it a conversation set. All right. So they do. Because you know what? I'm happy they're calling it that because we need to promote more conversation in our world rather I than the I don't disagree phone. with that. So yeah. thank great. you, Ashley. Yeah, what, they, what they ought to call it is talk. a what they ought to call it is sit around and everybody look in your own phone set. <laughs> Except for Chris, because he doesn't know how to work his phone set. Yes, he does. In Europe, he knows how to work it. <laughs> you're a European tech guy. Yeah. But you're not I was, an American I was really tech good in guy. Europe, but uh, not here. All right, let's get to today's daily gambit. See what we've got on the board. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. 
you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit's our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly because if you pay attention to this segment, you know that I lose a lot, and that is not gambling responsibly. But first, I want to give everybody an update on the Survivor League that we have started uh, here on the show. You have to make your picks if you're in it still. By Sunday at 10 a.m., there's 35 players still alive in the Survivor picks. Tony is not one of those players. He is, uh, you know what? He is dead. That he had to so start, start with the negative. That was un- so unnecessary. You know yeah, who else is not alive anymore? Sammy Levitt is not alive anymore. Really? So, Sam got knocked out. In huh? the Survivor pool. I don't want people tuning in for that three seconds and me saying that. But Ben Higgins is still alive. Chris, you are still alive. I am still alive. And this week, I'm going with the Eagles. The problem with your selections is that you're using all of the great teams I yep. can't early. figure out yep. who to take this week. Yep. That's why he's in it, because he's just picking a great team. Yeah. I, tried to t- I took a risk. You took. A, you got to take some risks you along take some the risk. way. Yeah, Tony, I, Tony, I think, Tony, didn't you pick the Broncos? I did. Oh, my God. Tony loves the Broncos. You picked on the Broncos? <laughs> they were winning. <laughs> the, against the oh, Commanders. The Commander game, yeah. Yeah. This, this week is tough. Yeah, no, got... I didn't take them in the 70-20 to 20 game. I, that wasn't me. I've already picked the Chiefs. I can't pick them over the Jets. The Cowboys and Patriots have no idea. Raiders and Chargers, no idea. Bengals, You're going to go through no every idea. game on the schedule? Eagles over Commanders. <laughs> All right. Um, so everybody make your picks by 10 a.m. Very good. So you've already used the Chiefs, Niners, and now Eagles. Uh, Probably the three best teams in football. And Buffalo. <laughs> and Buffalo. So those are your survivor picks so far. Yep. Not, okay. Now that you say it that way, not so good. Not yeah. so good. Well, All right. It'll be a catch up with you. Yes. The other... Uh, no, actually, I've used Jacksonville, Buffalo, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, survivor... I just read that. Jeez, man. What's going on? Parlay from last night that I tried to cash in plus seven hundred yeah. for this one. It was it started with a five plus Matt Waldron strikeout night. Eh, yeah, it's over two. Yeah, got two strikeouts. Juan Soto single. Eh. Fernando Tatis RBI. I didn't even go. I didn't even go look at the box score. You <laughs> didn't get that. any of them. <laughs> no, I just wrote in Matt Waldron. I looked to see how many strikeouts he had, and I saw it was over, and I didn't. Even I got to tell you, the one thing that you do well in your parlays is you miss all three. Okay. very often. Right. That is, you. you know, if, if there is some some type of uh, money out for that. You'd yeah. be, you be filthy. You'd be good on that. <laughs> Garrett Cole was on the mound for the Yankees yesterday, and we bet on over under six and a half strikeouts. All the set over. He went the distance. I know. But he I was thought under. This was a gimme. He oh, five what? strikeouts going the distance. I yeah. assume when I saw him go the distance, it was a done deal. It yeah, was a wrap. He, he in his final start of the the year, they're thinking he went nine innings, struck out five, uh, didn't give up a run. Man, so he pretty much surprising. locked up the AL Cy Young right there. Uh, he, had, I didn't realize this. He had never won one before, so this will likely be his first Cy Young award. All right. Um, Sean Manaya last night was pitching for the Giants. We had over under five and a half hits bet all. 
of us went under, and all I'm of us were trusted my instinct. You know how long I struggled with this one. <laughs> you did struggle with this one. <laughs> all so went with my gut. All of us were under because he gave up seven hits. But the the reason we all went under was because we didn't know how long he was going to be in there. We thought maybe he yeah. was being opener, but he ended up going six innings, and he gave and up seven hits. Had I had done my homework by that time, I would have known that he'd gone seven his last start and he'd pitched well in his last two starts. But I didn't find that out until after we got done with it. Ah, Sounds like a personal problem to me. (laughs) It was a personal problem. Last one, and we're going to get into uh, a little part of this specific game in the Big Five, but the Astros and the Mariners, the Astros were favored by one and a half runs last night. Uh, Chris to- chose the Mariners. Tony and I chose the Astros, and it was the Astros. They won eight to three. But we're going to talk about Hector Neris and Julio Rodriguez getting into it a little. And we bit. also need to talk about not only Hector Neris but Chaz McCormick. Oh, you got- oh yeah, we got to talk about that too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. He got plunked right in the Ooh. back with a fastball Ooh. and went went down in a like a you, bag of you rocks. know you know you know because baseball players are trained. Not to rub it, right? You hear that from being yelled at you from your own dugout. <laughs> Don't rub it! <laughs> Why? That is that ball, to show that you're tough or something? It's just, you know, just something. I, I, I guess so. Uh, but that ball squared him up at 99 right <sighs> in his lower back. Oh. You could just see the pain. Oh, I could. And I don't know if you guys know why. We'll discuss that later. All right. Uh, Chris. The Dolphins are plus two and a half at Buffalo on Sunday. Okay. Did you know that teams that scored 60 plus points are one in six straight up and 0 in seven against the spread in their next game since 1970? I didn't know that, but I know that the Dolphins themselves have not been 4 and 0 since 1995. So, so are you are... going to choose the Dolphins or the Bills? At... Oh, I'm going to root for the Bills just for the hell of it. Okay. What do you mean? Am I going to choose? Well, did you just hear that stat? Don't care. Teams that scored sixty plus are one and six straight up, zero and seven against the spread. Care in their next game since nineteen seventy. Shouldn't mean a thing, All but right. it's an interesting statistic. Interesting. Okay. We're not actually betting on that. Go ahead, Chris, with your bets. All right, here we go with the uh, bets for tonight. We'll start with the Lions Packers game over under forty five total points between the two teams. We'll start with you, Scraby. Forty five points, Lions Packers this evening. <sighs> I can't see this being a high scoring 24-21 game. 24-21 is yeah. 45 points. So. I can't see this being a high scoring game. I'm gonna, uh, just under. Just under. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go over. I, I'm going to root for a high scoring game because I have a fantasy player oh, involved true. and that's I want true. some points. Uh, Tony, how about you? Over, under 45 points. Let's go with uh, over. Over, he says. <laughs> okay, the fantasy player that I have tonight is Amon Ross St. Brown. His over-under total yardage receiving and rushing, in case he runs the ball in an end around or something, uh, total receiving rushing yards, 73 and a half. I have to go over because I have to pray for him to do that. Uh, Tony? Yeah, I think that's over. I think he'll go over. Last week he caught like nine for 100-something on a broken toe. He had like a steel plate in his shoe. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. And uh, this guy's become quite the good receiver. Is Jair Alexander playing tonight? I don't know. 
he missed. I don't last even know week. who he is. He's a he's a Green Bay Packers cornerback. Ah, so he could shut down. Oh, Amon he's the Ross one who Saint he's Brent. the one who talks the most trash all ah, the time. I gotcha. Yes, he does talk a lot of trash. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play, but I'm going to say over. I'm going to go over also. Yep. Okay, we're all three betting on Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, now we go to college football. This is the game of the century tonight. It is two teams that are in their first year of Division One college football. Division, you know, top of the heap college football. It is Jacksonville State, three and one, playing Sam Houston State. They're zero and three. Jacksonville mm. State is favored by seven on the road. Hmm. Tony, I'm sure you've got a lot of insight into this of game. Of course, yeah. Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State going with it's not Sam. where I thought he was going. <laughs> <laughs> Scraby, where are you going there? Ah. Uh, mm. Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. Do we know the mascot? I don't know either mascot. I do know that I don't know for sure. I'm thinking that, you know, remember Rich Rod? Rich Rodriguez? Yes. I believe he's the head coach at Jacksonville State. Oh, it's, they're, man, this is, you can't name this team after, okay, they're the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. That's already chosen. You need a new name. Really? Yeah. They went with Gamecocks? Yes. That's you know not how many very good. Pilots, there are there are birds, there are eagles. There's a bunch of teams that are <laughs> yeah, still it's not in against the, same the law <laughs> to choose a name that's already been chosen. Number one, number two, they've probably had this name for a while. It's not like the school was just uh, opened this year. Sam Houston State or are the they? Bearcats. Bearcats, but they are the Bearcats. They, have, they stole Cincinnati's. Oh, no, they stole God, no, they do that. No, because oh my gosh. they spell it B E A R K A T. <laughs> it's still the same animal. What are you talking about? That's what they spell it like, I guess. Our fairy tale animal is a bear cat real? I don't think a bear cat's real. That's not a real animal. Never heard of it. <laughs> not with a K in the name. <laughs> yes, never heard of that either. All right, last one. Marcus Stroman of the Cubs starts tonight. Wait, who did you choose? Oh, I took Jacksonville State. Oh, okay. Rich Rod. All right. Going with Rich, Rich Rod. Rod. And then uh, Marcus Stroman starts tonight for the Cubs. He's only been pitching two or three innings the last few times out, coming out of the bullpen, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, why is he doing that? I don't know, but he's, uh, he's slated to start tonight. Two and a half strikeouts is his number. This is a difficult one because you don't know what he, how long they're going to use him. Right. This is like the Mania thing you a guys A little bit of Mania. i got to go over because i got to <laughs> believe the Cubs better ride Marcus Stroman tonight. I don't know how long he can pitch, but... They just cannot they go to that bullpen. It is in shambles. It right is in now. shambles. So I'll say over, over, over for Tony Scraby. Contrarian under, under. Contrarian. Okay. There you have it. We Hold got on. you. Hold on, what? everybody. Uh huh. I got something for for uh, Tony over here. Got Which? something. Chicago. Chicago. Sounds just like me. I know. I was thinking. Like butter. He said, "Wonderful town. It's toddling town, Tony. It's in the actually not. It's in the title. Maybe it's this part. No, he never said toddling town. Yeah, but it is right, Scrape. It's the title of the song. Yeah, it says that toddling town. So Tony's just having playing with the vibe on this right now. Yeah, he is. Turn it up, Scrape. That's better than anything we've got to say. Oh, right, should we just go to break then? Yeah, let's go to break. All right. Traffic's coming up also. Stick around. <laughs> On State Street, that great street, 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We're rolling along. 325 in San Diego, 525 here in Chicago. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt's great. We got a little bit of time before uh, we got to go to break. Um, Major League Baseball, Chris. Um, attendance is up. Way up. Pretty significantly. Yeah, good year for baseball in that regard. Of course, great year for the fan base here in San Diego, which set all kinds of records despite the uh, frustration of the season. But that was seen throughout baseball. Average attendance was up to 29,176. That's the highest since 2017. The record high was 10 years prior to that. In 2007, when they averaged 32,000 plus around Major League Baseball, you know, I was as good as it was. And, you know, the reason that it's getting all the credit, of course, is the rule changes. Uh, pitch clock speeded up the game times. 24 minutes uh, was the average time, was two hours and 40 minutes as opposed to 304 last year. So uh, the rules changes worked a whole lot better than I ever thought they would. And and I just hope that that doesn't implore Major League Baseball to keep making rule changes. Just because these ones work doesn't mean everybody's idea is going to work going forward. So be careful. What's the next? What's the next fix? And I'm not talking about just from a Major League Baseball standpoint or, or adjusting the rules of the game. What would you like to see happen in baseball next? What would I like? Uh, and, to I, see? and I and I'll give you an example. All would, right. Would you would you like to see teams figure out how to keep guys healthier? And I would I'll just say this: I would like to see teams figure out how to keep more more than anything pitchers healthier, and not as short of a shelf life as it seems like they're going to have now. Like get back to get back to the days of pitchers. You know, being able to have sustained success um, without blowing out or without having an injury that changes the course of their career like in a major, major way. I was going to suggest uh, to piggyback off of that, that you start letting pitchers stretch out and throw more and, you know, stay in games a lot longer. But the more I think about it, Tony, I, I don't know that there's any going back. I mean, is the, two, is the toothpaste too far out of the tube with how hard guys throw? I, well, I, I don't know that but, you can ask but, them to throw, throw you know, slower 
And isn't it the fact that they're throwing 99-100 everybody that is leading to most of these injuries, whereas we didn't have them years ago? I don't know that it's that they're specifically, that? specifically throwing 99-100 that's doing it. I think it's max effort nah. that is... Okay, so on if you, every pitch that is causing it. All right, so if you ask, if you told pitchers, starting pitchers, that we need you to start going seven innings instead of five, then maybe they don't go max effort. I, I don't maybe, know that I, I, but it's, I mean, from a and this is where it becomes complicated, right? From a a um, financial standpoint, it's, it's, it's easier just to keep cycling. It's not easier; it's cheaper to keep cycling new guys, new guys in, right? Because nobody hmm. ever gets to the levels that they need to. But I don't know. I would like to see that part come back. I'd like uh, to see hitters. I was going to say, the other fix would be hitting the ball where fielders aren't rather than only even, over the wall. Just just think exactly. Thinking about hitting in a diff, from a, a different standpoint. It's not that um, I think hitters can't do it. I just think that there is, there is a carrot that's dangled out in terms of what you're going to get paid for. Players are, are going to always go for that carrot, you know. And yeah. so, maybe if, you, change- if somebody gives Luis Arise a thirty million dollar contract for winning the batting title, you'll see some guys start to try batting title. Right, right. So but I don't know that analytics uh, it, it champions a guy like Luis Arise. Yeah, but I sure so, liked him. I sure so, liked watching this guy. I bet you the Marlins sure like him. You right know? now, I mean, that's, he was fun to watch all year long. I enjoyed. By, by the way, did you guys see play. how he hurt himself? Oh, is he hurt? Did I yes. miss that? Yes, when I was he's hurt. hurt. I think oh, he's going to no. miss the rest of the season. Uh. So in one of the stadiums, it might have been their stadium or in New York, I can't remember, uh, they turn the lights off when the closer comes comes into the game. And apparently he was, like, coming off the field, going to the bathroom, and then the lights went out and he, like, twisted his ankle oh, my on the steps. <laughs> and he's been in, like, a, a an ankle brace for like the last you know four or five days left ankle sprain yeah uh it was tuesday night that this happened so it was he rolled his ankle during a pregame workout in miami and then uh i think he re-injured it when the lights went out Mm. later in the in the evening he was a great guy to watch so i'd like to see more guys like that 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 would be my best answer to your question yeah you know balls bouncing in the gaps and you know triples down the down the foul line Instead of just home run, strikeout, walk. It has been better this year, but it, I, I think it. I think the flow of the game has been better. You'd like to see that element uh, make its way back. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, I believe the Big Five is on the way. More Gwen and Chris. Are you out there? May want to know. You know who's going to win tonight's game between the Lions and the Packers, or you might want to know. How Monday's big meeting between Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller is going to all turn out. You may want to know who's going to win this Sunday's football game between the Dolphins and Bills. I don't want to know any of that stuff. What I want to know is between Portillo's Italian beef sandwich or Gino's East Chicago-style pizzeria or Giordano's or Luminati's, where is Tony Gwynn Jr. headed for dinner tonight in the Windy City? There's a I lot of am, really good choices. There are some really good choices. <laughs> I, I walked into Gino's earlier, Gino's East. Yeah. Um, 
but they didn't have it by the slice, so I couldn't. Oh, they don't have it by the slice. At least I, it didn't look like it. I just didn't get ask, the whole thing. Like like most <laughs> dudes, get the whole like, thing. <laughs> like most dudes, I didn't ask any questions. I just kind of looked at pictures and right, read yeah. words. And, this doesn't and look good. Out. I'm getting out of here. You didn't ask him, "Can I buy by the slice?" <laughs> I, did. I didn't. They're like, "Why did that guy just walk it, in it, here, stare it, at the it, menu, and walk out?" It, it dawned on me as I was telling you guys that I went there. As I, you know, what? I never really. Asked if they had it, <laughs> so uh, but I, I'm probably gonna go sushi tonight. Whoa. Sushi in Chicago is that yeah, what man. they're, they're yeah, known they for? Good, there? They, they got some good sushi places. They got some out good here. places. Chicago's I would imagine a very, so. very um, hip city. Yes, it is. Division Street. I don't think Tony Gwynn Jr. is of the age of spending too much more time on Division Street. I don't even know what that means. Where That's where Division all the bars Street? are and the oh. hangouts and all that. Yeah, my Division Late night Street activity. days are over. Yeah, the Division Street days are probably. Long gone, but uh, it was Tony's a time. In... But not anymore. <laughs> yeah, Tony's in Tony's in the toddling town, uh, as Tony Bennett was supposed to sing earlier, but he let me down. <laughs> uh, Gwen and Chris, Chrisello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace here in San Diego. Time to check some traffic and get into today's big five. And we're off to a flying oh, start on the big gosh. five today. Yes, I. We're didn't... rolling. Oh man, man, that was good. All right, you know what we're going to do? Because I didn't move everything over, we're just going to get into it, everybody. How about that? Yeah. The total mix-up by you. The mix-up was because usually we are doing this at 440, so the computer doesn't know. Why are we doing this on the air computer? Come on. Okay. Why are we talking to the computer and thinking that that's entertaining radio to people? Well, no one else was saying anything, so I felt awkward, and so I had to say something. That is us. Letting you fly in the wind. Yes, you definitely <laughs> let me fly in the wind on that one. Uh, if you want to stay connected with Gwen and Chris Crease all week long and hear stuff like that that just happened, give us a follow on the Aussie app. For easy access to clips, show reminders, and more, simply download the Aussie app and follow Gwen and Chris to listen to us no matter where you are now. Number five. A story... That is being written by the major MLB writers out there is their spin on which team between the Padres, Mets, and Yankees did the worst this season amidst huge payrolls. Tony, how do you rank these three teams in order of worst worstest to worst bestest? Worst worstest to worst bestest. So it'd be uh, Yankees, Mets, Padres. Yankees, Mets, Padres. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Chris? Uh, I'm going to say Padres most disappointing because I had to live every single second of it. Uh, Yankees and it's Mets. It's not, not over. Not as, not as much as me. No, no, not as much as you. Uh, yeah, probably the um, – I'm going to say the Mets are the most disappointing, honestly. I can see that, too. Because they, they really had the high payroll. Yankees are in a much tougher – I mean, well, the Mets are in a tough division, too. But to bring in Scherzer and Verlander and end up losing both of them yeah, or I giving up on that. both of them, I mean, Yankees was really, a lot of ways, a result of injuries, I yeah. thought. Aaron, and, Aaron, injuries and age. Yeah, and the Padres was just bad luck. I mean, part of this story, and I'm not saying it's just – I shouldn't say that. It's not just bad luck. They didn't execute, et cetera, and we've gone over that a million times. But – there is a stat, and I'm reading this out of the story. That's uh, there's a stat called the Pythagorean luck. Oh stat, yes, yes, I have. And seen it this. measures the gap between a team's actual record and the record they should have. Yes. And the Padres are in minus eleven, which is the worst bad luck since the A's 
10 years ago. Mm. So hang our hats on that. We can hang our hats on that. Yeah, <laughs> really. If that makes hang anybody feel any that. better. Yeah. I will. Uh, that does make me feel better. All right, no, good. no, it shouldn't. It yeah, shouldn't, he says. That should make you feel better. Uh, all right. Well, that's exactly what I expected you guys to say. Number four. The 2023 version, we just kind of talked about this, but the 2023 version of Major League Baseball has felt more exciting than previous years due to a lot of factors. You have the pitch clock, automatic runner, bigger bases, and all that. Also, this year is going to feature a lot of guys hitting 30 home runs and stealing 30 bases in a season. Uh, yesterday, Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor went deep three times in the doubleheader yesterday. And so we've now seen three players get thir- get to 30-30 this season with two more having a good shot at joining the club. I say all that to ask you a more general cre- question, Crease. Okay. Here we go. Mott. Scrabby. <laughs> now that the season is over, what grade would you give the rule changes? Oh, all right. Um, I'd give them an A. I, I mean, I really did. I, I thought I was going to give them a C-. Because I really wasn't looking forward to a lot of it. I thought it was going to create a lot of stress and havoc and problems. You know, go back to the very first game in spring training this year when Manny Machado Mm. got dinged up for a strike. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody was like, what the heck just happened? And Manny was like, wait a minute. And everybody was like, complain. You know, there's a lot of kind of complaining about it even right then. But, man, it, it seemed to work itself out just fine. So I would give the rule changes an A. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. When you get into postseason, um, are they – maybe, Tony, you know. Are they are they going to extend the clock at all in postseason? No. No, they will not. They're, but they're not going to put the ghost runner at second base in postseason. No, I believe so, they don't do that in yeah, postseason. But uh, I – you know, I, I really thought the rule changes were great, and it's kind of funny, but I almost can't imagine baseball without them now, and it's only been one year. Yeah. yeah. So I, you think, you know, yesterday was a two-hour and 52-minute game. That game last year would have been oh, no kidding. a four-hour and 30-minute game. Yeah, yeah, easy. And we would have, I would have been getting up at like <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> I would have been getting to the hotel at 10 a.m. So, no, I think they get an A. They, right. You could even argue A plus because not only has it gotten a better product on the field, but it seems like immediately it's paid dividends in terms of what we just talked about in attendance being up across the board. Um, I think there were only two teams in the league that finished either at the same attendance level or below. I'm guessing the A's were one of them. You you got that right. <laughs> and the Rays had to be the uh, other. The Rays attendance is so bad. The Rays of the, I think I read somewhere they finally agreed on some uh, on a stadium. They did. Site. Like so, 2028 20, oh. or something. Finally, I thought that would seem like it was never going to get done. So good for them. A plus Tony a, says. Yeah, and I give it Chris a plus. says an A. Number three. The Minnesota Vikings are 0-3 to start the season, and Justin Jefferson is tired of one thing, the media creating trade buzz. He he told Kevin Seifert of ESPN.com, quote, I'm tired of people saying that we're looking into next season or all of the trades and stuff like that. We're focused still on this season. We have a lot more games to go, and we have a lot more things to accomplish this season. We're still focused, and we still have the same goals we did before the season. We just need to fix a few things, and I feel like we'll be back on track, end quote. Jefferson is in the fourth year of his fifth year or five-year rookie contract. Tony, the Vikings are too, too far back 
Are you going to trade him to rebuild? Rebuild what? Do you... The Vikings. You... No. Trade Jefferson? That's what the Minnesota media is asking him every day. The Minnesota media is really dumb. They got, they <laughs> I mean, just if that's draft... what they're asking. Yeah, no, they just drafted the kid from... from Jordan Addison. <laughs> from yeah. USC. You got yeah. Uh, yeah, that was to replace uh, Thielen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so now you got so now you're going to trade another. You're going to trade the arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Minnesota media is asking that question to Jeff. Justin I think Jefferson. I, yeah, well, I think they're just talking about the Kirk Cousin rumors, and you know Jefferson's name has popped up. He's probably just tired of hearing it, and that's that's he's it's okay for him to be tired of hearing it. He's basically letting everybody know he's not giving up on the season. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you're right. That's what he's saying. I We're mean, only but three games in. What was basically. your actual question? Should he? Should they Should they rebuild if they no. start too far back? No. All right. I, I mean, they already are. Re- I think they're kind of in that. I don't know if they're in a rebuild, but I don't think they need to tear it down. They're going to have to. They're going to have to give him a lot of money here after or probably this. Then trade Kirk Cousins because he's making a boatload of it. If that's what you need to do. You're right. He's making it all guaranteed, too. Yes, he is. Uh, Chris, would you trade Justin Jefferson to I already answered this. Okay. This is just, uh, this is idiocy. I mean, Jefferson's (laughs) the best player in the league. How are you going to get better by trading him? I I don't get it. The fact that the Vikings are 0-3 and uh, off to a slow start was the easiest guess of any prediction you could have made in pro football this year based on the fact that they won 11 games last year by one score or less. Right, right. It was just destined that this year things would not go their way. They were the anti- they were the opposite of the Padres. Yeah, they won every year. single close game, 11 games last year by a single score. This year they've lost by three, nine, and four. So they've been right there in all three games. They're probably pretty close to the same team they were last year. Just not getting the lucky bounces yet. Word. All right. Number two. Last night in Seattle, this happened. Got him on three pitches. Ran the splitter in on him. Julio strikes out. Neris strikes out the side, and he strands Crawford. Watch out now. Here comes Neris talking to Julio. And everybody's emptied out. So you can go and watch that clip all over the place. Is that a radio call or a TV it call? It was a TV call. Okay, I was, was going to say TV otherwise. Could if not that was a rate the radio call, that would have been really poor. No, By the I, way, whatever happened to rate the radio call? So we're bringing it back. Exist? Yes, yeah, we're bringing it back okay. now. The season's over. It got moved all over the place. <laughs> haven't heard that in a while. Um, so Hector Neris, the Astros pitcher, struck out Julio Rodriguez last night. And then as he's coming down the mound, he goes after Julio Rodriguez. He doesn't go after him, but he... He, he stalked he, him. Yeah, he, he walks towards him in an aggressive manner, yelling something at him. So Julio Rodriguez wasn't happy about that. Bench is cleared. And, you know, I was watched... Was he the- not happy about it? He wasn't happy about it until... Neris was walking back to the other dugout. Then he, oh, he yeah, came. no, he was fine with being struck out. He was just walking back to the dugout, Julio Rodriguez, and then Neris came after him, and then that's when he wasn't happy about Neris coming after him. So, uh, what? Nothing. What's your oh. question, man? I, you, I thought you said something. I didn't say anything. All right, Chris, you're up first because Tony's being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of coverage of this, and I got I read a lot of opinion from Seattle, and they're saying that this is the most egregious thing that a player has ever done to a Seattle Mariner. <laughs> How egregious is this from Hector Neris? 
Did Hector Neris explain himself after the game? Did anybody bother to ask him what he was thinking there? I, I, I don't know. I, it was hard to tell from the clip. What he was so Hector Neris was so upset about it looked like a normal everyday strikeout. I didn't see Julio Rodriguez on the actual pitch itself do anything you know any different than anybody else who's ever struck out would do. So you know, I'm just curious as to why this happened, and, and that would have to figure well, into my okay. egregiousness. I have to give the full story. Okay, uh, apparent because I didn't want to say this just because we don't know this was actually said, but they were reporting that Neris called Julio Rodriguez an anti-gay slur in Spanish after he struck him out. Yes, that's that's why I didn't want to say it because it's all just hearsay. But. Yeah, but yeah, what was he so it. mad about in the first place? Why did Hector Neris react after he struck the guy out? That's what I didn't understand. Maybe I don't something either. earlier I, this season. I, I, I just don't know. Or was well, it the fact that Chaz McCormack got hit in the back earlier in the game? Could be. Maybe he was upset this, about that. I don't know. Let me, let me let me give some context. This is yeah. these two teams have not gotten along all year long. There's benches have cleared. I think multiple occasions. Uh, it happened in Houston earlier in the year between the two teams. So listen, they don't like each other. It's pretty clear. Chaz McCormick earlier in the season, he was legging out some type of ground ball, and like. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like he, like he, he, it's almost like he tried to block the throw coming in. He tried to like knock oh, it, yeah, knock okay, it out of yeah, Ty's yeah. Gl- glove. Yes, 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 yes. And that's why I think he got spotted up with ninety nine uh, in the back. Okay, and then I and I think this is just this is just two teams that don't like each other. Emotions spilling out. Okay, nobody really wanted any funk, you know. Nobody There's wanted one. any funk. Yeah, he funk. Walk, it's yes. funny because that's exactly he, what I was thinking I was going to say. You he, were? He, Tony beat me to it. <laughs> he was, He was. I mean, he took a direct line after punching him out. He was yelling at him. And then he went to, he like veered right. Like he was like, ah, okay, I'm done. And then that's when Rodriguez had to think about it a little bit. And he was like, you know what? I, I don't like the way he's talking to me right now. So now I'm going to go over that side. And then you know we we do what we do at that point. Both benches clear. Yeah. Nobody. It's just a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of but noise. Two teams that don't like each other. I did. I, I did. You know. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't come up because usually when somebody gets hit with a baseball, we have to hear about how archaic the game is and should they be charged they, with assault? They should, they, right. Should they be charged with assault? I can't remember who was hit by it. Like way back when it, it was, was a Marlins. It was Acuna. They hit Acuna. It was Acuna. Okay. No but, wonder I was so angry back then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, McCormick, you know, in baseball circles, had that coming after he in, tried to. Oh. He, you remember when A-Rod, like, yeah. batted the ball down? I remember that. Yeah. The, yeah. This, it was along those lines. I do remember him doing this now that you say it, but that makes and it was, sense And now. it was the tie, too, by the way. So, you know, there's that. And he hit, too. yeah, in his arm. Yeah, that was not good. Number one. Uh, something else that wasn't good. A violations of, of someone's rights as an American happened at Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philadelphia last night. A man was denied access to the game because he was not allowed in with his emotional support alligator. This was ridiculous, by the way. Yes, emotional support alligator. I've reposted this alligator on X at Matt Scraby. I've also posted. You put it on... the actual alligator up there. Yeah, yeah, and I've also posted or a video... photo of the alligator. Oh, a photo, but on Instagram, Matt Scraby, there's a video of the man walking his alligator back to the 
to the car because they wouldn't let him in. Uh, Wally is the alligator's name, and Wally the alligator is actually quite popular on Instagram with over 26,000 followers. His owner said that Wally has never bit anyone, and he has helped him through <laughs> depression. Now, Wally was on a leash, and he does have like a dog harness with his name Wally on <laughs> Don't it. Knock it off. Give me, Tony, one good reason why Wally the alligator was denied entry, because I think he should have been in the game. Because he's an alligator. End of story. Chris? Because alligators scare the living daylights out of people. Wally is the cutest alligator I've ever seen. Can you imagine this service animal alligator latching onto somebody's leg and then death rolling? (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I can't. It wouldn't Chris, here is the alligator. Yeah, I saw the picture of it. It would scare the daylights out of me if I was walking around the stadium and an alligator came walking by. This dude, like, literally walks him down the street. It's amazing. It's amazing. Good for him. All right, Chris. Get another support animal, please. (laughs) Get get something consistent with our times. (laughs) Chris versus the fans is up next. If you would like to play 833-288-0973. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 